What's going on, everybody? Welcome into episode number 93 of the Ridge Hunter Outdoors podcast. We're getting closer and closer to episode number 100. Honestly, I didn't know for sure that we'd make it past 10, but I'm excited that we have. I know everybody else has had a lot of fun doing it. Hopefully, you guys have had a lot of fun listening. Anybody that's been here since episode one, there's got to be something wrong with you, but we appreciate you either way, and all the new listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Speaking of that, I forgot to mention on the last episode, Todd Fitzgerald. Congrats to him. He won the camera giveaway from the Deer and Beer Fest. If you guys follow us on social, you would have saw that already. But I said I was going to announce it on the podcast. So there it is. Congrats to Todd on winning that camera. And thanks to everybody who signed up for that, everybody that subscribed and is listening now. All our new listeners from that, we really appreciate you guys. Hopefully you're sticking around for more stuff too because we're going to do a couple more giveaways, probably at least one. We normally do a couple a year, whether it be Ridge Hunter stuff or something else, something similar to like a camera deal. And we're also going to have our big buck contest. I'm getting the details ironed out on that, and I'll post everything about it hopefully by the end of this week. Uh, how to get entered, the prizes, we're going to do it a little bit different this year. I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to getting that rolling, so be on the lookout for that as well. Make sure you stay tuned for all the details to come on that. Now, on today's episode, we got a good one for you. We got to go to a remote podcast at the BHA Conservation Shoot at Lake Shelbyville Archery Park. Now, that is a new park that's going to be open to the public next spring. It had an opening event this past weekend that we got to be a part of. Uh, really big thanks to them for inviting us to come out. BHA, if you guys don't know, is Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. We're going to talk a little bit more about that with Drew on the podcast. Uh, we got him on there. We got Steve from the Illinois S3DA, and then we got Corey from the Army Corps of Engineers. They're going to tell you guys all about the event, the archery park, how they got it put together, uh, what kind of all went into that, what role that they each played, and a little bit about their individual organizations as well. We're really excited to see that kind of stuff happening. Uh, it's really good that we get, that hunters, especially in that area, have a place to go. They can shoot a 3D course. I don't know of many 3D courses that are just open to the public, and it's going to be a permanent deal, too. So if you guys are in that area, and really it's worth the drive. It's pretty close to anywhere to go check that thing out and shoot it once it does open up. So make sure you stay tuned for, for that on their social medias, which I will put in the description of this episode. And also, we'll try to share it when we see it. So... We're going to get into all that and more on episode number 93 coming at you from the Lake Shelbyville Archery Park. This is the Ridge Hunter Outdoors Podcast. What's up, everybody? We're at the Illinois Backcountry Hunters and Anglers Conservation Shoot up here at Lake Shelbyville. We're doing an on-site podcast today. We're pretty excited about it. We just got done with the walking through the course. They got a really cool thing going on here. We're going to have a couple guys on to talk about it a little bit. They'll tell you more about what they got going on and kind of what this is all about, um, where it came from, what their plans are for it in the future. We'll get them on to talk about all of that stuff. But, um, I mean, it's a nice day to be out. It's a great day for a shoot. We're excited to be here. Oh, it's a great day. Uh, it's not too hot. A little bit of breeze here and there you might pick up, but other than that, it's, other than that, it's 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 a wonderful day. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just like I said, it's a good day for shooting. We're up here on the pavilion overlooking the pond. We got, I mean, there's a pretty good turnout. I thought for today, they're kind of it's kind of a soft opening, if you will, the way it sounded from the way Drew was talking. And again, we'll have him on to talk more about that, but. I mean, a, a great turnout, in my opinion, and a really, really nice course. I believe it's going to be a, a public access course. That's kind of their, their goal for it, but I, I'm pretty pleased with how, how the turnout. Hey, we walked the course uh, just as kind of an intro, and uh, it's 
there are no trip hazards. There are no valleys to jump over. There's no creaky bridges to cross. If you're if you're interested in shooting 3D, man, you got to look these guys up. This is a, this is a good course. It looks like the the shooters are starting to fire a little bit. Uh, they spread out pretty nice. I, it's a very safe course. I've I've been on courses back in the day that. You kind of had to watch who was shooting next to you and where they were going, but uh, I walked this one, and uh, I didn't see any issues at all, in my opinion, and, I, and I've shot several 3Ds, so for whatever that's worth. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, too, we're, we're outside out here, so if you guys hear a little bit of the, the wind or anything, that's just going to be part of it today, but I think it's kind of a, a cool setting right here on the pond and watching these guys shoot. If you hear any loud thwacks, that's these guys hitting the trees over here at the archery or at the turkey targets there's there's pretty much timber all around every one of the targets so and they are shooting on the other they are shooting away from us so <laughs> yeah. we should yeah. be safe no matter what happens yep. but uh yeah it's the, the illinois backcountry hunters and anglers are putting this event on they're working together with the illinois s3da and they're also working with the army corps of engineer they said those guys have been great to them about getting the course set up uh, essentially it was an abandoned campground that they're kind of reclaiming they got grant money to do this and kind of at least use the ground, you know, for something productive. And I think it's going to be a really good thing for, every, you know, all the archers in this community. I'll tell you what, this is great. Uh, I've seen several guys and gals with uh, crossbows, mm-hmm. so that's definitely in. Um, you know, you wouldn't think about getting banned with the crossbows from shooting 3ds and everything and these guys are very receptive to to crossbows being involved as they should be mm-hmm. um i talked to an ex-firefighter that was retired that uh, kind of had a bum shoulder and that's the only thing he can shoot he's not disabled but he just can't pull back a bow and he's real tickled that that he's able to come here and target shoot with his crossbow yeah he was saying drew was talking walking everybody kind of through the course and there are a few targets that are not exactly suited for crossbows because, uh, in his words, that bolt, like Steve said, they'll all take a crossbow bolt, but (laughs) it might go right through it, and there's a couple of them that you probably will never see that bolt again. There's one that's the coyote setup where it's kind of over a big ravine where if you shot through those targets, it ain't coming back. No, but I I think that uh, they're going to replace those targets. It's not something that I think after this first shoot or two that – you'll have to worry about too much if if it is they'll certainly let you know so you know if you want to shoot those smaller ones and, and lose a bolt you know let her fly that was kind of the a cool thing about this whole event though is the the bha and the s3da and the army corps of engineer all them being able to work together to kind of just achieve a similar goal i guess of getting archers a place to get out here and promoting the sport of archery and hunting and all that you know it is a 3d course so it's not just archery shooting it's also hunting and stuff like that so you know, it's it's cool that they're all working together, and then, like you said, they got these temporary targets out here that are are I think borrowed from the S three. They are on because, loan, right? Because the other ones from Delta McKenzie weren't in yet. Uh, there was a couple other things he said that weren't quite in yet. So they're looking to get this all started, you know, and and ready to really open up next spring. The Army Corps of Engineer was nice enough to leave the campground open for them too, so they got campers out here. And I think that's going to be kind of the similar thing, Drew, and he'll talk about it, I'm sure, but talking about maybe wanting to do this as an annual event, kind of the last hurrah, getting ready for deer season, which is good, you know, getting out here to these things, to me, is almost the best practice you can get for deer season, especially in a setting like this where you've got different targets at different distances and different angles of shots and everything like that. 
when you're down to the nitty-gritty getting ready for deer season, this is a, a good place to come and just get tuned up. Very hard to beat. I mean, it's it's unknown yardages, of course. If you've got your range finder, that's that's your thing. If you want to, mm-hmm. if you want to guess, that's your thing too. There are a few ridges they're shooting down. They're not too steep to walk up and down by any means, but it does give you that different angle that you might see out of a blind or 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 a lower deer stand or whatever. So yeah, and you uh, say blind, they even have a a hunting blind that they've got over here, a big wooden blind that they're shooting out of as well. So that's kind of cool too. Yeah, they're uh, and that is. Uh, one of the things that that they've got uh, planned for the very near future is uh, handicap accessible, mm-hmm. and that's going to be one of the things. If if you have been in a wheelchair and you just love to shoot, this place is for you. They'll be able, you'll be able to wheel right into that blind, shoot out of that blind with your crossbow, and and get around and and uh, that's some of the ADA stuff mm-hmm. that Drew will be talking about, and he's very proud to be a part of as he should be. Yeah, they've got a couple different targets even right now that are set up for that. Uh, there's a they're going to have a practice course out here too. Uh, they've got a and even a 72 yard lion that they're shooting at today. That will be they're doing a little bit of a challenge for one of the prizes they're giving away. That's the other cool thing they've got partners in all this where they're giving away prizes. You know you'd get entered just for signing up and donating to do the shoot. So that's cool too. And then that's the 72 yard lion shot. They're giving away a pretty cool pack for that. So it'll be I believe he said whoever's closest to the one inch circle at 72 yards. It's like five bucks for three shots to do it. So that would be an interesting one to hear about later. We'll have to maybe take a sneak peek at that after a bit and see if there's anybody still shooting that. But I've seen a range of all ages, uh, both men and women, all different kinds of bows and crossbows. Obviously, they've got one buried in that turkey. Pretty good <laughs> over there we're looking at right now. Yeah, it's thinking uh, about three of them. They look like a pretty good shot to me. You look like a pretty good shot to me. And we've even seen some... A recurve today, yeah, uh, and the traditional bow too. I did not so. get the chance to talk to that guy to see if he made that. I I, I couldn't tell what brand of recurve it was. Uh, some of those guys, traditional guys, really get with it and make their own stuff. And I'm not sure if he did that or not, but it looked pretty cool. Yep, yeah. So we'll uh we'll get a guest on here to talk. We'll either get Steve or Drew. We're gonna try to get both of them on today at some point, but we'll bring one of them on to kind of tell you guys a little bit more about uh, the event. You know, Steve will talk from the S3DA side, I'm sure, and then Drew can talk from the, the BHA side and then about the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, I'll get him to tell you guys all about the BHA if you're not familiar with that because I, myself, I wasn't familiar with it until we got invited out here. So, But it seems like a pretty cool organization. We'll have him talk more about that. We'll have him talk more about this event, how it all came together, and then, again, like I said, what their plans are kind of for the future going forward with this. So stay tuned. We're going to jump off here, and then we'll get back on with one of those guys. If any of you are looking for your own piece of ground to manage and hunt, or you've got a piece of property you'd like to get on the market, Rodney Hawkins is the guy to talk to. He grew up hunting and fishing in the southern Illinois area, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. Midwest Farm and Land isn't your average real estate company, though. They sold over $85 million worth of ground in 2022. With agents like Rodney all over Illinois, they're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, you can contact Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also got his own company called RG Outdoors. He's currently carrying hard and soft-sided blinds and blind chairs, all from Radix Blinds, in addition to an all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust. He's also got Tacticam trail cameras. I know all you out there love those things, so he's your guy to go to for any of that stuff. If you guys are interested in any of that, buying it off of him or seeing what new things they got coming in, he's all the time adding new products to the shop. You can follow their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. 
You can email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. All right, so we got Steve Groom here. And go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, with the... Try that again. I didn't hear your mic turned up. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Corey Donnell with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers here at Lake Shelbyville. Okay, cool. So we'll start with you. You know, we'll get a few minutes. Just tell us about uh, what we got going on here and what part that the Army Corps of Engineers has kind of played in it and what what you guys hope to see out here, like, come of this. Okay, so kind of just set up a, a uh, promotional event this weekend to promote the Lake Shelbyville Archery Park. It's a partnership between the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, uh, local schools, uh, the youth ambassadors, uh, Lake Shelbyville youth ambassadors, mm -hmm. and backcountry hunters and anglers, and then the Illinois S3DA conservation program. Yeah. You kind of, so the what role have you guys played in as the, the Army Corps of Engineers as far as putting all this, this course together, or this park together? Uh, well, Drew made it pretty easy on us so far, <laughs> really. He's, uh, you know, we provided the, the space for it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just some time, uh, really up until this point, we are are getting into more of the, uh, you know, applying for grants. We mm -hmm. have received one grant uh, for 25000 through the Army Corps of Engineers Handshake Partnership mm -hmm. uh, program. That's going to, you know, fund kind of the first phase and getting some some concrete out here yep. for sidewalks, yep. make things ADA accessible. Mm -hmm. There'll be a practice range, so right away we'll be able to have one concrete uh, lane mm -hmm. on that practice range, some sidewalks around it, parking space, and uh, a pathway to the first 3D station yeah. uh, with that first bit of money and, and parking lot. So, um, you know, it's it's not going to all happen at once. Right. It'll happen in phases, and... And uh, eventually, you know, Drew's Drew's dream was to have an archery park, right. not just an archery course. Right. Um, you know, it's a nice setting here. We've got some open space. We've got the the pond, and just really look to host some some feed day, field days here. Mm -hmm. um, tie in, you know, fishing, um, you know, some outdoor education, conservation yep. type things along the trail, and uh, and then of course the archery. Yeah, archery range and trails. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think we were talking before. This would be a good thing for, for the community especially, and not just not just the archers, but the hunters too. And like you said, you can build in the fishing, and like you were talking about before, Steve, with the education part of it. You know, guy across the road there. But um, Steve, first of all, this is the first time we've had you on the podcast. So obviously, we've met. We've kind of announced on the Facebook pages that we're going to be doing some stuff together. Um, just give us a little bit about the Illinois S3DA first for people who aren't completely familiar with it so we can kind of get an introduction to that, and then you can talk about what kind of role you guys have played in, in all this. Oh, no, not a problem. So S3DA is Scholastic Three-Disciplinary Archery. Um, we work with kids from about six to eight years old all the way till they graduate out of high school. Mm -hmm. They start off for shooting tournaments um, in all the different classes from traditional to compound uh, we do not do crossbow, though. Um, and their name recognition and trophy, and once they hit high school, S3DA has got a scholarship set up with 38 colleges across the U.S. So those kids are actually competing for full-ride scholarships. And okay. Here in Illinois, we do between fifty and 70000 a year out of three different tournaments that we host. 
So it's a, it's a great program to help the kids get a further education through outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, we got to meet here at the uh, the Deer and Beer Festival, yeah. which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I ran into Drew Kaczynski about two years ago. Okay. And this was the first thing out of his mouth was we've got to create this archery park. Mm-hmm. And then I think last year I got to meet up with Corey and uh, we really got to start seeing the ball rolling. Uh, to us, the archery park is just a new way to get this next generation involved in the outdoors, yeah. which is what we've got to have. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, that's that'll be as big as anything is just getting the kids introduced to it and getting them excited about it and being out for it. And, you know, this could be the first step. Somebody comes out and shoots with mom or dad and then kind of lights that fire in them. Yeah. And like that, Corey said, uh, the youth ambassadors here, um, the school districts, so there's even been talk at the table a time or two about bringing S3DA into the school districts here mm-hmm. to just help grow this. Yeah. And then the, um, I believe the future plan with Drew and Corey is to expand this out even further mm-hmm. and be able to bring more options and be able to host the hunter safety courses here as well with a hands-on training yeah. instead of the classroom is going to be a big deal here also. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you started there. Yeah, the uh, the Lake Shelbyville Youth Ambassadors. Uh, there's eight schools that are surround uh, or somewhat in the media area of Lake Shelbyville, and those administrators, you know, recognize the benefits of getting kids outside. Yeah, uh, you know, they want uh, want less screen time, want mm-hmm. ways to get them out of the classroom and uh, still learn. So yeah, yeah, I think. Like, you know, we kind of touched on it there a little bit ago. Getting kids in the outdoors is such a big thing because most of the ones that are causing trouble once they get to high school are not the ones who they might go out and shoot deer, but they're not the real, you know, like they they haven't been brought up in the hunting with that discipline because there's a lot of discipline involved in not only hunting but archery as well, you know, Um, and kind of have those morals and values that are kind of intrinsic to this hunting culture and our archery culture. So I think that's going to be a big thing, not only for, you know, of course we want more hunters and we want more people doing it, more people on our side because we got enough people that are against us, right? But just overall in the community, I think you could see a benefit from in introducing more kids to this kind of stuff. Right. Well, the, there's a lot of other sports out there, mm-hmm. you know, like archery, yeah, uh, shooting sports. And uh, a lot of kids aren't basketball players. Right. They're not football players. Yep. And uh, this is a way to hopefully reach some of those kids mm-hmm. and get them involved. And something I've noticed um, in the last six years I've been with S3DA, the kids that don't or they struggle with basketball or football or soccer, when you put them into an archery tournament or archery team, mm-hmm. they realize that they're not there to compete against everybody else. They're just there to compete against what they did yesterday by yep. themselves. Yep. And it, it brings out a whole different manner. And uh, the kids that were always struggled to compete in that, you find them more excelling Yeah. in the archery sport. Just yeah. the same as the shooting, the clay birds, and, you know, the bass fishing and that. It's just another way that to get those kids out in the open and more outspoken. Yeah. And like you said, gives them something that it's a totally different mindset than playing football or baseball or basketball or whatever. Cause like you said, you're not necessarily competing against a guy out there on the mound or a guy that's playing defense. You're competing against yourself or what you did yesterday. And that's, that's a big mental challenge too, you know, and it, it's, it goes back to that discipline thing. And 
if I want to be better than I was yesterday, I'm going to have to practice. I'm going to have to work at it. And that goes into everything in life, you know. And archery is just a really good, in my opinion, and hunting too, building block for that, you know, for especially young adults, young kids. And that's what we hope to accomplish here, provide that space. Yeah. You know, yep. they can come out here and practice. Uh, it's going to be, you know, once we get some, some more uh, of the stuff actually on the ground here mm-hmm. and get the course uh, first phase finished, then, then it will be 100% open all the time to the public. Yeah. No fee to shoot it. Um, show up and practice. Yeah, and that's cool because you, you don't find that a lot of places either, especially this nice of a course. And we were talking before too. It's like even just as the guys like us that hunt, you know, this is a really nice place to just come out and get reps in as we get closer to deer season to tune things up and, and get prepared for being in the woods because – with all the different shot angles and the distances and stuff like that, and you're in the timber, you know, shooting, it's it's really good for the guys that are, you know, our age out there hunting too, so. Yeah, I know that was one of big, one of Drew's big things when he came out here and walked around, and it had to be as realistic as possible. Yeah. And he wanted to uphill the downhill, the through the trees, the brush, mm-hmm. and uh, his his dream and goal of doing this is, is coming out, that's for sure. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. So, uh, you guys got anything you want to leave them with? I won't take up too much more of your time. I know you guys are nope. kind of hanging out. No, I'm good. Uh, you know, hopefully by this time next year, um, you know, that first phase will be done. And yeah, and hopefully people are coming out, checking it out. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, I talked to Drew. I think the turnout today has been really good. And, you know, I'm sure we'll talk more about that when he comes on. But I've been pleased, not that my opinion on it matters, but I've been pleased with just seeing the people come out. You know, it's it's good to see. Absolutely. You. It's no. uh gorgeous day and, and yeah uh, we had a good turnout so definitely an awesome turnout yep yep you got anything you want to leave with about especially about like where can they find more about the s3da too if they're so if they're interested you can go in online to s3da.net mm-hmm. and that'll take you to the national website or you can get online and look up illinois s3da.org or you can call me on the illinois state coordinator mm-hmm. at 217-556-3844 and uh We'll find somebody in your area, or if they want to be a coach and start up their own team, we can get that set up and squared away for them. Mm-hmm. And the kids that want in the program, it's only $27 a year, and that counts their insurance. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll put all that stuff in the description of the episode, too, so it'll make it easier for everybody to find. But I appreciate you guys taking a few minutes to talk to us, tell us Absolutely. about what you got going on here. And hopefully, that you know, this is – I know Drew was kind of mentioning maybe doing a, some kind of annual thing. Um Sounds great. I look forward to seeing, you know, following along with this and seeing what comes of it. So it's a really yeah, cool thanks program. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Hey, thank you guys for doing what you're doing here. Yeah, That's really and, cool. Uh, I think we're going to look at meeting up with you at the Orr Building mm-hmm. in February yep. for the state uh, yep. indoor tournament and then June for the 3D National Tournament in yeah. Red Lake. So yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to doing those as well. So, again, appreciate you reaching out about all that stuff. But uh, thanks again, guys. Nope. Thank, thank you. you. If you're not happy with your food plot seed, If you're looking for something different to try, you should check out our longest-standing partner on the podcast, Grandpa Ray Outdoors. They specialize in providing the best nutrition for the whitetail deer on your property, starting with the soil. They've got a full line of high-quality food plot seed and plant foods to choose from. They were started in 2015, but John's been in the seed nutrition business since 1991. With over 14 different food plot blends to choose from, you won't have any trouble finding what you're looking for. They've got fall and spring blends, corn and beans, switchgrass, liquid fertilizer, soil test kits, you name it, they've got it. 
They're not just about selling their products, though. They're going to answer any questions you have about what blends would be best for your specific property. That way you can achieve the best results possible. Like us, John and his team don't believe in a cookie-cutter approach to wildlife nutrition. They're going to treat you and your situation individually. They're not about a fancy label or package either. They're about good quality seed and taking care of their clients. We've used their seed blends on tons of client properties, on our own properties, and the results have always been as good as advertised. That's why we're going to continue to use their seed, and that's why we partnered with them in the first place for this podcast. If you guys want to, go check them out at GrandpaRayOutdoors.com. Use the discount code RHOPODCAST. That's all lowercase, no space, and you get 5% off your entire order. Check them out, Grandpa Ray Outdoors. Okay, I'm going to have you... Introduce yourself with yeah. your last name because yeah. I'll butcher it. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, my my name's Drew Kaczynski, mm-hmm. uh, and I sit as the chair for the Illinois chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers, mm-hmm. and then also as the S3DA uh, conservation chair. Okay. Uh, so both of those are are volunteer worlds of my life. Okay. Uh, so let's let's back up. How did you get started with the BHA? Because I did you get started with them first and then the S3DA? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So how did that how did that all come about? Uh, so I've moved around the state and I have been blessed to be able to hunt uh, private land and grew up on uh, a pretty good track of private land in Illinois, and uh, I ended up in Mawequa, uh, which is about 20 miles from here, and mm-hmm. started hunting Lake Shelbyville, and I I would hunt and fish out here and I would just always felt like a sense of guilt yeah of um i'm taking something from public land what am i giving back to it right and that kind of led me into bha Uh, bha is a a nationwide organization focused on public land conservation Um, so not necessarily a, a species or a certain resource but probably the most important resource to a hunter mm-hmm uh land and water yeah and that's uh that's what brought me here and that's how uh i've kind of ended up turning different projects that i thought you know if if anybody else was experiencing that they can you know focus that attention into one of these projects like this park yeah cool um so usually what i do when we have first-time guests on and we're going to call you a first-time guest since you're here as we go all the way back to where they got started in hunting and then what were their first bow was. So who got you in who got you started on hunting? Was it dad, grandpa, brother, sister, whatever? Santa Claus, you know, whoever. <laughs> yeah. And then what was what was your first bow? When did you start archery hunting and when was your first bow? Uh so my dad got me started in hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh we grew up uh in a house that my dad built. Uh and I remember him building it. And uh, a beautiful place mm-hmm. uh, out in the country. We're 15 miles from the nearest town, woods behind the house. And, uh, you know, you, you didn't really have anything else to do. Right. Uh, so hunting and fishing was it. Yep. Uh, and me and my brother, we did that uh, as much as we possibly could. And uh, it's bringing back some good memories. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doesn't yeah. it, though, right? The, uh, the first bow I ever had, and I might still have it, uh, it is a red uh, Fred Bear traditional bow. Yeah. And that thing was probably only about three feet long. <laughs> yeah, only. Uh, <laughs> if it's Fred Bear uh, traditional, you better still have it. Uh, yeah. And it was, uh, it was, you know, some kind of composite material. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't made for hunting. Right. Uh, but I started shooting that bow uh, 
I, I remember the first day that I could pull it back and I was, I don't know how old I was, but yeah. I was, I was young. <laughs> yeah. uh, and from then on, I just started shooting and, uh, I never really got big into archery hunting. Um, you know, I'd, I bird hunt, I, uh, rifle hunt out West, uh, mm-hmm. uh archery is just part of that. I didn't, it, it's not my primary focus. Right, it's, right. it's part of the focus of all the hunting that yeah, I do. For sure. For sure. So yeah, that's cool. So now we've got a little bit of background on you. We've got kind of up to where how you got into uh, backcountry hunters and anglers. So why don't you tell us about BHA? Um, you kind of mentioned it's a national organization. It's about uh, the public grounds thing. But when did it kind of get it started? And then tell us more about kind of their mission, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so BHA started uh, out west uh, in 2004, I believe, and it was basically started around a campfire, a couple of hunters. Uh, where around. most good ideas come from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, campfires yeah. or hunters? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, both. Okay. both. Right. Combination, especially. Right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, they're, they're sitting around a fire and they're discussing, you know, that there really isn't a conservation organization focused on land and water. And really at that time, if you think about it, we had Whitetails Unlimited and Ducks Unlimited and all mm-hmm. these different great organizations they all have a, a great place in the hunting world, but uh, they're focused on a certain species or right. habitat for that species. Right. Um, but nobody was really focused on the public land that a lot of people use as access mm-hmm. to, to the hunting a world. A lot of people's only access. Yeah. 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 Uh, and so currently that's, that's BHA's you know, primary focus securing uh, public access across the nation and keeping public access that already exists. The name Backcountry Hunters and Anglers uh, doesn't really strike with people in Illinois. (laughs) Right. It's not a ton of backcountry. Maybe if you get way down south in the Shawnee, you could consider that backcountry. Yeah, I I always tell people, you know, uh, the backcountry in Illinois uh, that is Lake Shelbyville. Right. Uh, it is, that is the back country of Illinois. There's not mountains and there's not rivers here, mm-hmm. but that's where you can hunt. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you can come out here at any time and, and do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and you should treat it, uh, as you own it. It's, it's public land. Um, you should treat it like it's your backyard mm-hmm. and, that means you probably wouldn't throw trash in your backyard. You probably shouldn't throw trash out in Lake Shelby. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely yep. not. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, really kind of the focus of, of BHA is just preserving this this resource and making sure that it's here for generations to come. Yeah, that's cool. And it, like you said, there wasn't necessarily an organization just focused on that. And it, it is so important because, like you mentioned, there's a lot of people out there who – are not fortunate enough to have private ground, whether their family never was able to buy any, they can't buy any. Maybe they don't know anybody where they're at, or they're just in a place where it's tough to get permission or, or everything's, someone's already hunting it. Uh, your last option is public ground. And without that, the number of hunters is already shrunk enough, I think, and is already kind of on a, the wrong trend. It would be even worse if we didn't have access to public ground to hunt and fish and do all of this stuff on. So I think the, the overall idea for the organization uh, definitely was needed, definitely necessary. And it seems like more and more you see on the news, you know, that they're trying to get this ground taken away or, or certain public areas designated towards uh, 
putting them more towards a residential or a commercial or, or basically taking public ground away to do something industrial with. Um, so I think it's really important to have those organizations or an organization that does that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that, that's one thing to think about, too, is the future of this. Uh, I don't want to say it worries me a little bit, but, you know, if we lose hunting and fishing, uh, if, if people are not doing that as much as they used to, uh, who's going to care for this land? Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't treat it like it is our own, uh, how do we expect it to be here in this state, you know, 50 or 100 years down the road? Right, right. And that's something I think is lost on a lot of people who are, are against the people like us who are hunting. It's lost on them that we're the ones that are taking care of the ground. You know, they're sitting behind their keyboard or whatever, and they're they're giving us a hard time for killing animals. Meanwhile, they're not doing anything to take care of this ground like what BHA is doing or any public ground hunter that's taking care of the ground like it is their own, not throwing trash out on it, making sure that, you know, things are taken care of the way they need to be taken care of. Uh, even just something as simple as holding our place in the food chain because, you, you know, there is a certain aspect of that when it comes to overpopulation of species, when it comes to invasive species. It's not going to take care of itself, and it if it wasn't for hunters taking care of some of those issues, uh, you know, who knows how bad it would be. Just talk to the farmers, you know, that have wild hog issues down in the south, southwest part of the country, uh, southeast. I'm sure they'll tell you that guys like us are pretty important when it yeah. comes to that kind of thing. <laughs> that, that's, like I said, that's something I think that gets lost a lot when it when people are shooting arrows at, or throwing darts at the guys that are hunting, you know, or getting on Facebook and commenting on their post about how awful it is that they're killing animals. There's There's so much more to it than that. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And that even if you don't hunt or fish, uh, there's value in caring for the public land. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of folks that come and enjoy Lake Shelbyville that uh, they don't hunt or fish. They right. come here and camp or they, they ride bikes on the, the bike trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have just as much uh, value to, to keeping this the way it is. Yep, absolutely. It gives them a place to go and just get out of the hustle and bustle of everyday life, you know, or maybe take a break from the city if you live in the city and come out and enjoy a place like this. It, like you said, it doesn't just have to be hunting and fishing. It can be just enjoying the outdoors in general. Uh, and we talked with those guys, Stephen and, and Corey, a little bit about how important this is, this kind of thing is for the youth too. And, and having that public land access even even benefits that as well because if that kid doesn't have an opportunity to hunt somewhere, dad can take him out to public land and get him in that introduce them to it, the disciplines of it, and all the benefits that come with being not just an archer or a hunter, but an outdoorsman or outdoorswoman, I guess. Uh, all the benefits that come with that and just and building a character of a person, not just a, a deer hunter, you know. Yeah, even even just the exposure to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to hunt or fish to respect exactly. hunting and fishing. Yeah. Uh, so even if you're just aware of uh, what those – what hunting and fishing does uh, for for the land, for the, the resources that we have, and you just respect that, mm-hmm. uh, that holds just as much value. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a little bit about now to this event today uh, and kind of the archery park, what role you've played in that specifically and then what role BHA has, has played in it. And I guess kind of what's your – when did this get started and, and when did you get the ball rolling on it? So uh, we're – Probably approaching uh, two years um, since the, I guess, the grand idea, I would call it. For the park, uh, right? For the park and 
just a uh, the the thought of you know there could be somewhere for people to shoot archery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we didn't. I don't think at that time we knew it was going to be a park. Okay. Um, yeah. Initially, it started. Uh, me and uh, everybody's got a hunting buddy, and mm-hmm. me and my hunting buddy are sitting there. Some better than others. Sitting around a campfire, <laughs> yeah, coming sit- up with ideas. <laughs> sitting around a campfire, <laughs> telling stories and yep. lies. Yep. Uh, but we were uh, we were talking about you know it'd be cool to have a just a weekend and and set up some targets out at Lake Shelbyville, and we'd just host a shoot and let people have fun. Yeah. Uh, so I had met Corey. Uh, through another project at Lake Shelbyville, uh, working on some fish habitat. And I approached him about, uh, you know, is that possible? Is that something we could do? How's that even work? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the idea was kind of brought up, well, what if we just built something permanent? And I thought, well, sounds like a plan. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and that kind of unfolded from there. Um, now, picking the location and laying out the course, uh, it looks very simple what you see here today, you know, just a post in the ground and some targets out. Right. Um, I wish I could say that that didn't consume, you know, a year of my life <laughs> trying to decide where that post should be. Uh, <laughs> right. But uh, uh. there was a lot of, you know, where is the right place to put this? How can it be the safest Mm-hmm. Uh, for shooters, but also, you know, where is it going to last? Mm-hmm. Um, where is it going to get used? Uh, all those things kind of rolled into place, um, and that unfolded up to today. Yeah, so that that's kind of how you came about uh, the, the location for it, I guess, and then that rolled into the idea of the park. Um, and then, like today, we kind of talked about it a little bit. I guess you kind of call this a, a soft opening, for lack of a better term, for the for the park. Yep. Uh, so today, what what folks are seeing out here today is uh, was just a way to show them, you know, that this is real. Uh, we've been talking about it, and we've been making social media posts and passing out flyers, uh, but I wanted people to realize that this is actually happening. Mm-hmm. I'm not just handing out pamphlets and you're never going to see it. <laughs> right. Um, so we thought, what a better way. Uh, the course was at a phase where the trails were made, the station markers were in, uh, we had targets. Why not get folks out before the hunting season and yeah, and allow them to see it? And then also get some feedback. Yeah, for um, sure. I am not a, a big builder thing. of archery courses. <laughs> I, uh, I touched on that earlier uh, when we opened. I told Canyon, I, I've shot a lot of these back in the day, and, and uh, I told him, this, no question, this is a very safe course. I, f- I feel like there's no danger to anybody at anywhere on the course, so uh, I actually mentioned that. So you were talking about up to two years before it came to fru- fruition. That's a doubtful big word. So maybe I talked a little bit to you off, off air about it. Maybe you can talk about the partnerships that you had to have and all the help that went into this. I mean, I, it, it obviously take, took a lot of man hours, so maybe you can tell us who helped you and, and how you come about that and where you go from here. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we secured, and I, Corey might have talked about this, uh, we, we secured a grant uh, through Corps Engineers, um, and with that grant comes – the need for volunteer hours. Right. Uh, so getting folks out here to take part, there's a lot of folks that have come up and said, you know, I could get you a tractor and we clear these trails pretty <laughs> quick. Right. Um, 
that sounds great, and I, I don't disagree with it. Um, but I always envisioned if we were going to build something, that everybody'd have a little sweat equity in it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it'll be built by hand, and that'll also allow for a little more pride in the project. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we spent a lot of time uh, just clearing shrubbery, marking trails. We marked trails, and then we destroyed those markings and started new trails. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, drew maps uh, and then crumbled those up, threw them away, <laughs> and started new ones. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, BHA, we would host an event. We'd call it a work day. Uh, we'd blast that out as much as we could, social media and mm-hmm. emails. And uh, some days you'd get two folks that show up, uh, and then – some days, you know, we had close to 30 here, and uh, some folks uh, didn't even hunt or fish. Right. Uh, we had a couple that showed up that, you know, I just saw it on Facebook and thought I'd come help. Yeah, that's cool. And that's pretty neat. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of what you were talking about there, just even the people that don't hunt or fish, kind of keeping this stuff going to enjoy it, you know, kind of back to the backcountry, uh, kind of their mission, I guess, but. As far as the the park goes, you know, like he said, as far as building it and everything, it's not boring at all. Like there's some interesting shots in there. I, I told you know you that I was talking to him earlier, and if there's not if there's not field points in trees, you probably didn't do it right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Uh, right? I, I agree, uh, <laughs> and that there are some shots out there that uh, they, they will challenge a shooter. Um, and the the goal was that this isn't going to be a it's a it's a practice range. You are, mm-hmm. you know, you are practicing, but I wanted folks to feel like I'm in the timber and I'm hunting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're not just standing in a cornfield shooting at some bags. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody here sees a shot that looks like something they've seen before out of a tree stand. Yes. We touched on that. So um, you said you used the word permanent. And so permanent means different things to different folks. And so what, What's the permanent to this park as far as the hours, the times, the months, the days? So we will, uh, what's here right now, sitting here today, um, you know, the station markers, that's where the stations are going to be. The targets could move around a little bit. The targets are going to change. But the most important thing is, and uh, this is pretty cool, that we're getting – a parking lot put in um, to allow for more parking. You see all the trucks are parked out <laughs> yeah. on the road. Right, right. right. Yep. Yep. Uh, there'll be a real parking lot, and there'll be some ADA uh, accessibility uh, as a part of that. So all shooters have the ability to come out here and practice that. And when when those things are in place, and I think this will probably happen by next year, um, you know, Rock and concrete and parking lot building, those things take a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, but once those things are in place, targets will be put into, uh, per- I say permanent spots. They will be in permanent spots as meaning that they're going to stay there, you know, throughout the year mm-hmm. and be used. Uh, they're not permanent in the fact that we will host events to come out here and, and move targets around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you may come out on a weekend, you're going to shoot it, and you come out next weekend, and it's going to look just a little bit <laughs> yeah, different. Right. Uh, the goal is to kind of keep 
people guessing and yeah, make sure, sure it doesn't sure. get stale. Yeah, there's a lot of value in that. We talked about it a little bit, like he said, but just the the ability for a guy that's even not just the young kids introducing them or or someone just just you know getting them in the outdoors, but for guys that are avid hunters to have a place where they can come get ready for season and have that realism to it. And if you come out here and, and one weekend that target's at 30 yards and it's kind of off to the right and the next weekend it's at 27 and off to the left and you try to shoot it for the same, you know, it's, it's different just like it would be in the, in the outdoors out, out hunting. So I think there's a lot of value in that too, you know, even just yeah. having this park open for that, that reason. Back in the day when we used to shoot 3Ds, it was pretty much always on just a weekend. And there was a significant amount of folks that pull what, the weekend shift, right? So they really didn't get to enjoy 3D unless somebody left targets out for a Monday or something like that. So I think that's pretty cool that on a Tuesday afternoon, if Canyon and I want to drive up here and shoot targets, when it when it gets to that yeah. point, they're, they're going to be here to shoot. Uh, I think that's a cool aspect that you don't see in a lot of other ranges that aren't on core ground or public ground or something like that. So that that's neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll be interesting, too, to see, you know, kind of how that changes. You know, I think if I were to think big dream, big picture, uh, if this thing takes off and it's getting used a lot, there's there's a lot of room for expansion. Yeah, for uh, sure. You know, we've got uh, 25 targets, I believe, out here today. Um, that's a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's very well could be the possibility of, of making that even bigger. Yeah. Um, so is is the plan to eventually to like host 3D shooting events at, at this park and all that? I, I would love to. Um, so the permanent park, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about how is that going to be? Is it, what scoring is going to be used? Is uh, how's it, who's it going to, you know, be shot by? What organizations sure, are going to come sure. use it? Uh, but I don't know, even know if this is a, a coined term, but I was always calling this a hunter's course. Yeah. Uh, yep. I don't know that that turkey over there probably has different rings than the, the turkey behind it. <laughs> right, um, right. The goal was that this is a place hunters can come and practice. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, if uh, ASA or S3DA would want to come here and set up a shoot, uh, by all means, we, we have the lanes for it. Yeah. It could be done. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, if you were to drive down the road out here, there's two uh, roadways that are closed to traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has the ability to, you know, add probably another 50 targets. We actually drove by there and saw those when we were swinging around. And, yeah, there's, there's tons of room back there for yeah. you. Yeah. It all takes time and effort, though, right? So if you think about, though, like a national competition or a state competition, mm-hmm. that could very well happen here, you know, pretty easily. Sure. Yeah. Um, no doubt. And I, I hope it does because I don't know that there's more centrally located place than, than Shelbyville, Illinois. I mean, you're about two hours from everywhere in Illinois, <laughs> you know, maybe maybe a little more to the deep parts. But, yeah, I mean, Shelbyville is pretty much the center, you know. It's not a hard drive, and I'll tell you what, it if you want to shoot 3Ds, whenever they get, whenever they get doing what they're doing, uh, it'll definitely be worth the drive. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like you said, it, it was even for us being a couple hours south of here, easy drive to get here, no big problems with that. But so, you know, moving forward, we talked about 
maybe doing some potential events here and all that. Uh, it's going to be the permanent course. Is this a is this something that like BHA is doing, or or has your your guys' role in it been getting it started, and then it's it's kind of like Shelbyville thing? Who's kind of who takes care of it now from this point? So I uh, I want to say uh, you know I th- I'll back up a little bit before I even say that. Thought. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know people always say things uh, like they should. You know whenever you reference core engineers or. Right, uh, Illinois DNR or anybody, you know, people like to say, you know, they should do this or they should do that. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, this is this is owned by the public, and, and BHA will stay involved in it. Yeah, uh, and we have uh, Youth Ambassadors Program, which is also involved. Mm-hmm. That's uh, uh, all the local schools in the area. Uh, you know, they'll stay involved, and they'll have shooters out here and volunteers out here. Um, and uh, S3DA will have events out here. So the goal is to keep everybody still involved in yeah. it for the coming years. Yeah, me and Steve actually talked about that on the phone, just how cool it was that the different organizations can work together and, and have worked together on this for a common goal, you know, with the BHA and the Army Corps of Engineers and S3DA uh, and the Youth Ambassadors and all that. Everybody that's kind of working together to do this because so much today – like, I run a couple of Facebook pages uh, for deer hunters and all that. And, like, a guy posts something and three of them will be bashing him for either the deer he shot or how he shot it or he wasn't in a saddle with a traditional bow so it doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's so much of that. It's it's cool to be able to come somewhere like this and see that people working together, you know, to, to promote what we're doing because, yeah. you know, there's enough people out there that are, are against us. We don't need to be against ourselves, too. I'm standing here uh, – We've got a great view from the podcast here. We're we're watching a couple different shooting stakes and some turkeys and whatnot. And I'm watching, you know, men and women and of all different ages. There's a few youngsters out here. There's a group of uh, high school young men that are out here shooting together. There's crossbows. There's traditional bows. There's all kinds of compounds. And everybody's just out here swinging and having a have looks like a pretty good time to me. I'm, uh, I'm seeing a lot of smiles. Yes, yeah. from all different ages and all different <laughs> yep. groups. And when you got guys that are like that guy right there, he's got a traditional bow and he's shooting with a compound, and there's a crossbow in front of him, and they're together. I mean, yeah. Yeah. that's what you want to see in this sport is not bashing somebody because of what they shoot. Uh, you know, we're all slinging yeah. arrows. Yeah. We're all slinging arrows. Yep. You uh, you talked about the the group of high schoolers running around out here. I got to mention uh, Shelbyville schools. I've I've got a big horn ram ordered, and it's coming out here for you. So uh, hey, there you go, Shelbyville. Listen Shelbyville up. Rams. <laughs> there uh, you go. There's something coming, and uh, there there'll be a target out here specifically for you. That's awesome. I seen one of those guys wearing a ram shirt, so I figured that's probably the local mascot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yep. right. Excellent. Cool. Hey, I, I expect it'll be painted purple. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, right. Maybe put a little logo on it. <laughs> that could be the that could be the bullseye as the, the Shelbyville logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, I'll get you off here. That way, you can go and take care of anything else you need to take care of. Is there anything else that you want to touch on before we get out here? Anything else you want to you want to add? I'll. Uh, well, I appreciate you all coming out. Uh, oh, absolutely. This, you know, this is pretty cool, and to have you come out for this uh, soft opening. But uh, the only thing I would leave is uh, you'll see some rule charts out here, and uh, I'll stand by uh, rule number one and rule number 10, and 
Rule number one is be safe, and mm-hmm. rule number ten is support Lake Shelbyville Archery Park. Uh, yeah. Those are probably the the two most important to make sure this is a success. For sure. Hey, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you guys having us out and everything like that. And I just appreciate you guys doing what you're doing out here. It's, yeah. We love to see it. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks, Drew. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Ridge Hunter Outdoors on Instagram and Facebook. We've also got a Facebook group for the podcast. It's called RHO Podcast Patrons. That's where you guys will get exclusive content. You'll get to be a part of the show as well. You can ask questions on there. You can give your input about what you'd like to hear us talk about. You can give us input on what guests you would like to have on. And when we have guests on, I try to announce them in the podcast early. That way, if you have specific questions for them, you can ask them as well. That's RHO Podcast Patrons on Facebook. It'll ask you a couple questions. You answer them, and you get in, and you can be a part of the show. We also have a website, RidgeHunterOutdoors.com. We've got all-natural scent products on there that will be available after the first week of October, so keep your eye out for that. We've got apparel, any of that stuff that you would like to try or you would like to buy. RHOPOD is the discount code for 10% off everything in your first order. It's RHOPOD. It's all caps, no space, for 10% off. Also, Apple Podcasts and Spotify, follow us there. That helps us out a bunch. It doesn't cost you anything but a couple seconds to hit that follow button. Another thing you can do that might take a minute is to leave us a review on either one of those podcast apps. That really helps us out as well, and we really appreciate it. Thanks to you guys that have already done that. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the notification bell so you're the first to know when our new videos come out. We're going to have a new series for you coming up this fall that we're really excited about, so make sure you head on over to YouTube and subscribe. All right, so you guys got to hear from Drew, Steve, and Corey uh, about everything they got going on out here, uh, this event, what it took to put it together, kind of where they hope it goes in the future, too. Um, it's been a really fun day out here seeing all this stuff. It's been a great day to be out shooting and walking and just being out here doing the podcast. But, you know, we it's really cool to see what they're doing, the stuff they got going on. I think it's going to be a huge overall benefit for not just the hunters in the area, uh, but the community and anyone who wants to be involved with it. So um, can't say thanks enough to them for having us out here and being a part of it. We're happy to be a part of this kind of stuff. Anytime we see something like this going on, um, I'm glad to see it. You know, we need more of this stuff for places that people can get out and, and and hunt and even introduce that to other people as well. This is somewhere that you can bring your buddy who doesn't hunt or doesn't shoot and just kind of introduce them to it in kind of a cool way instead of just going to the local archery shop where you got three old men laughing at you because he doesn't know how to shoot. <laughs> you can bring them out here and have them shoot uh, kids again. Really cool for them. But everybody overall, you know, again, thanks to those guys for having us out. Absolutely, absolutely happy to be here and be a part of it you got anything else you want to add before hey, we get out yeah, of here? if you shot this and it doesn't make you want to go deer hunting you better check your pulse this yeah. is the place to be yep it's a really good course you know even if you're not in the immediate shelbyville area you guys got to come up and check it out it's at the possum creek access area it should be like they said hopefully open to the public permanently next spring they're going to do some more events so make sure you're following uh backcountry hunters and anglers make sure you're following the s3da and we'll try to keep you guys updated as well so if we see anything come out of them we'll repost it that way you guys know what's going on up here but we appreciate you guys tuning in this week uh we'll catch you again friday for the full draw friday episode and then we'll have another one of these next monday we're coming up on 100 we figured today that the 100th episode will be like the night before halloween so that's going to be perfect time of year to be yeah, having, it'll 100, be something. <laughs> having a hundredth episode <laughs> right in that week we're where we really want to be out in the woods, we'll be recording a hundredth podcast. So hopefully we'll have something a little different. Well, I don't know. We may just have a big a big guest on or or we'll do something. But anyway, stay tuned for that. We appreciate everybody that, that is tuning in, all the new listeners especially too. And uh anybody that was out here today that's listening, 
I hope you enjoyed the course and come back and support this. This is like Drew said, this is your guys' course. It's a public place. Take care of it. Come enjoy it. And I know we'll be up here to shoot it at some point. Uh, no doubt about that. See you guys.